Hey everyone, and welcome to Age of Reason. Today is uh, Saturday, April 29th, 2017. With me today is Luke, returning again. Hello. Uh, kind of long time no see. Long time no see. That's actually pretty So uh, today is a little bit uh, bizarre for me because I actually didn't get any sleep. So I'm already pissed. Uh, and I have uh, just a few comments to make first before we jump into the show. Uh, the first thing is uh, kind of obvious, but I just want to point it out anyway. I think if you come to my page and you're a hardcore theist, uh, you're going to have a really bad time. It's kind of obvious, but I just want to repeat it one more time. And the second comment I get sometimes, it's very rare though. Ah, well, you know, the show is, is too long. Okay, well... Here's the thing, you, you can't explain uh, a kind of complex issue in a tweet. It, it's impossible. And unfortunately, we live in a world today where everything is sound bites. Uh, if you, especially if you watch the news or something like that, it's just sound bites. With politicians, it's even worse. Uh, it's just buzzwords. They're just jobs, jobs, or <laughs> that's all they say. Mega. And outside of that, uh, you, you get a ton of distractions and there is I think no bigger distractions than celebrity gossip in my opinion so people jump from Ryan Seacrest doing some nonsense to Mariah Carey or Taylor Swift who's breaking up with her thousandth boyfriend uh, we're swamped by that and if you can reason properly if you are able to think logically and reasonably about issues then great great for you very i'm very happy for you but unfortunately most people are not at that level and most people cannot think properly so i my hope through this show is to give people tools to really think through the issue properly i think a lot of the times what atheists do is they're given some kind of question uh, like, for example, we're going to cover a video today. Yeah. What do you think about this video? Yeah. Ha, 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 it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <coughs> but why is it ridiculous? Because maybe for you, like I said, it's obvious. You know, uh, you can list the fallacies he makes in videos, etc. But, again, most people cannot. So, you know, bear with me. And, like I always say, this show is not for everybody. If you think it's too long and if you think this is stuff that you already know then you know probably it's not really for you and you should probably move on to something else mm. so plus I, I don't think one hour is not that long for a podcast i think that's quite normal right yeah yeah it's typical so yeah i think it's just like a lot of people have such a short attention span these absolutely. days absolutely and uh, I actually always compare the average human being to a kind of a cat who's chasing a <laughs> laser pointer. It's just yes. from, from one issue, and then five minutes later, it's already on a different issue. And people just don't take the time to actually sit down and, and think about the real issues. Yes. So, All right, so today, hopefully, we're going to have a short show. <coughs> I know I say it every time, <laughs> and then we end up talking over an hour, but that's what happens. But we're going to start numbers. So we finished uh, Leviticus last time, and then we're going to cover a video which is five minutes long, but kind of interesting video. Interesting video, yes. All right, well, why don't we jump straight into numbers and you get the first one. <coughs> on the day that I struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, I consecrated for my own all the firstborn in Israel, both man and of beast. They shall be mine. I am the Lord. I really find it odd 
that so this okay the biblical god mm. this this creature who supposedly created the entire universe yep so this huge huge expanse of uh, galaxies and planets and stuff like that why he would care so much about th this tiny tiny piece of rock in, in the with a very average star <laughs> yeah 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 um, and, and why would he control people i mean when he says people shall, shall be mine that means like people are your property which yeah. is which is really akin to slavery yeah uh it, it, why create the universe at all it's it's uh, so unnecessarily large uh for, for, for to contain such a tiny uh planet with, with yeah. such a tiny species and as, as you say um why even have a religion or free freedom of thought or, or free will yeah if you if you're going to uh, command ownership over these people and it's okay so this part actually just talks about confession and restitution which for me is pretty weird it says so if a, basically if a man commits a sin he shall confess his sin that he has committed so of course this goes back to the confessional thing yep you know you go to the priest and you tell that you committed the sin Okay, so then he shall make full restitution for his wrong, adding a fifth to it and giving it to him to whom he did the wrong. I don't understand this passage because which sin is it talking about? Mm. It's completely vague. So I actually have here uh, just a printout just to remember the seven deadly sins, let's say. Let's take any of them. Let's take... Uh, uh, well, let's take lust, actually, because that's an easy one. So let's say you committed lust or you looked mm -hmm. at some woman with, with lust, which is not a sin, by the way. It's just made up in the Bible. But let's say you do that and you think it's a sin. How do you restitute that and you add a fifth to it? You have to look at somebody with even more, <laughs> or, like a fifth more or, lust? Or, yeah, or a fifth less lust. How can right. you unlustfully look at somebody? Yeah. And, and then add a fifth to that. Or we talked about that when you were uh, here the last time. Let's say you, you hurt somebody. Yeah. And you have to make restitution and add a fifth to it. So, okay, if you broke somebody's arm, then he gets to break your arm and your knee or something i mean or, or maybe like work? a pinky or something like that right right um yeah or, or would you flagellate yourself you it seems like you would need to um hurt yourself or, or um or maybe some kind of it seems that this is some kind of financial uh rest uh, yeah uh, or, or organization that somehow that the priest will 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 um, come up with a tax that you have to pay. Right, right. But um, the, the language here is completely vague. We don't know yes. what exactly uh, a sin is to begin with. So this this is a, a passage that can be applied to pretty much any situation. Right, right. And it finishes with, uh, and every contribution, all the holy donations of the people of Israel, which they bring to the priest, shall be his. Well, that's yes. a great way to make money. Yeah, that, there it is, there it is. You, you, you have a, a, a vague rule and if you break these rules, you have to give me money. Right. It's excellent. Yeah. Test for adultery. If any man's wife goes astray and breaks faith with him, if a man lies with her sexually and is hidden from the eyes of her husband, and if she is undetected, she has defiled herself, and there is no witness against her. If the spirit of jealousy comes over him, and he is jealous of his wife who has defiled herself, 
Or if the spirit of jealousy comes over him, and he is jealous of his wife, though she has not defiled herself, then the man shall bring his wife to the priest. Mm. I'm always absolutely stunned when I meet a, a Christian woman. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is um, patriarchal philosophy uh, designed to give all the power to the men in, in society. And the idea that uh, someone would willingly enter a, a, a philosophy or way of life that subjugates them, takes mm-hmm. away their rights, is, is mind-blowing. How- yeah. We always talk about Islam, when women in Islam are very subjugated. Yeah. But, you know, <clears throat> if you really read the Bible, because you see, these type of passages, you, you will never hear that on Sunday. They will never be read. No. They will always cherry-pick some kind of nice things yeah. here and there. I think even, cause, because they're all, all of the books are related, I think that yeah. even some of radical Islam takes some of their cues from the old Torah. It's very possible. Uh, things like stoning women to death yeah. is, is um, uh, from from the Christian Bible, not from the Quran. Right, right. Stoning adulterers. Yes. Right, right. And it, I find it so funny here uh, that it says, if the man basically suspects that the woman is cheating, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. good enough to already judge her. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. But if you have gone astray, though you are under your husband's authority, you take the oath of the curse. When the Lord makes your thigh fall away and your body swell, may this water that brings the curse pass into your bowels and make your womb swell and your thigh fall away. And the woman shall say, Amen, Amen. Then the priest shall write these curses in a book and wash them off into the water of bitterness. And he shall make the woman drink the water of bitterness that brings the curse. And the water that brings the curse shall enter into her and cause bitter pain. Well, that's nice. Nice. And again, this is all from the perspective of the man. Mm, mm. So, uh, if a woman cheats, basically, it's it's horrible mm, and it should mm. be punished. But if a man cheats, there is absolutely no rule against that. I, I assume it's not mentioned at all in the Bible yeah, about yeah. men being adulterous. In, in fact, it's kind of encouraged that they have many partners or... Yeah. Have uh, servants, of mm. course, female servants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abraham laid with his servant. Oh, yeah. Because his wife was really old, as yeah. if I remember correctly. But um, uh, this. And not just him. I mean, pretty much all of them did. And the Mormons take multiple wives as well, right? Uh, yep, pretty sure they do, yeah. So, um, it's a, yeah, it's a, ma- it's a massive double standard. This um, curse is really strange, though. Uh, it seems like. It, it, it's describing menopause almost to, to, to have your 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 yeah. stomach swell as as well as your thighs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it seems like if you commit these uh, sins, then you you'll get what fat. We are unclean through touching a dead body. Why are we kept from bringing the Lord's offering at its appointed time among the people of Israel? And Moses said to them, "Wait, I may hear what the Lord will command concerning you." First of all, it's a bit strange that you were kind of <coughs> touched dead bodies. That sounds kind of necromancy almost. Yeah. I mean, people would dispose of dead bodies. People yeah. would bury dead bodies. Are, are they... Are they what, what kind of ha- dead body handling are we talking about? <laughs> like, is this like, like you say, necrophilia or, or a type of, you know, common service? Uh, yeah. are, are these people excluded from the... And I think it's interesting that, that Jesus would cure the lepers, but in this, in this context here, we're, we're kicking people out mm. who have leprosy. Yep. 
and the the end of that passage right so <laughs> moses tells them oh wait wait the signals from space coming <laughs> here's somebody's talking to me this is so funny that this entire book is written about a guy who mm. basically is hearing voices mm. in his head and people go oh well, sure he's mm. talking to mm. god they mm. don't even like doubt well actually mm. that's not entirely true there are later people that mm. do doubt a little bit and they get punished but i just find it funny that you know we, we talk about the the origin of christianity it was about a guy who heard voices telling him to kill his own son yeah yeah and people go like oh sure that's mm. okay because because it's from god mm -hmm. and he listened to those voices uh, right right like he believed those voices today if people uh claim to hear voices in their head they go to mental asylums yeah I'm sure that the paranoid schizophrenics have been around for thousands of years and, and uh, these days we can diagnose the condition, but back, right. back in those days, 3,000 years ago, I mean, these people might have been considered prophets of God. <laughs> right. I'm sure that they thought they were prof prophets of right, God. Right, right, right. This is actually continuing on what we just said. Some people start to doubt Moses. Uh, they basically start to question, uh, <coughs> I think the food run starts to run out or something like right. that. And they start to question Moses and they ask the question, why did we come out of Egypt? Just for questioning, uh, the God sends a uh, quail and a plague. And the Lord struck down the people with a very great plague. And they buried the people who had the craving. These people who wanted to eat or something mm. like that, they just, they wanted more food or something. Maybe it was not available. Mm. Uh, okay, you're already doubting a little bit of doubt that's not acceptable so i have to send a, a plague to eliminate those people yeah this is an example of um, any kind of this is an example of mind control any kind of uh, doubt doubt christians fear doubt mm. they're, they're they i think atheists are really comfortable with uh, doubting and not knowing things but for for christians that's the the devil whispering in their ears mm. because the passage is like this if, if they stray just a little bit then uh, they'll be punished uh, severely, I mean, according to the story. Right, right. Well, I think like reason is the biggest enemy of faith. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, doubting things are, are, is incredibly healthy. Having a level of skepticism uh, is 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 uh, healthy. Like the idea that you would take a group of people out into the desert mm -hmm. with no food, and someone would question mm. your, uh, you know, what the hell you're doing. I mean, that's a completely reasonable thing to yeah. to do. And they're, they're smited by God for that. Right. I mean, that's, that's telling in itself. Recently, I had a guy who was saying, oh, well, I like what Jesus says. Okay, mm. well, first of all, that statement in itself, he, he already cherry-picked the Bible to hell to, mm. to even come up to that conclusion. But actually, if you listen to what Jesus was saying, he actually said that all the rules from the Old Testament stand. Mm, mm, mm. So... If you, if you actually like what Jesus is saying, it doesn't make any sense. Mm. You don't, you're not thinking properly. Yeah, I mean, we, for one thing, the Bible makes no sense. The Bible yeah. is quite contradictory, so to, to stand by that law makes, is an impossible position to hold. But um, yeah, anyone who loves Jesus has to love the, the Bible, the God of the Old Testament. Right, that's because that's how it refers, yeah. And if anybody's read the Bible from cover to cover, it's, um, it's a pretty gross uh, document. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, you know, with every book we go through, like we were through Leviticus and I thought that was horrible. <laughs> and then you, you just hope, you just hope that the next book will be yeah, a yeah. little bit better. Yeah. And it's just a continuation. It's like a horrible onion. You're just peeling these layers off and it's just getting yeah. worse and worse. Yeah. Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Cushite woman whom he had married. And he said, has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? This is a great question. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good question. I think it's a reasonable question as right. well. The easiest evidence for God is if everybody in the world suddenly heard some kind of, well, the same, it has to be the same message, obviously. But if only one guy is hearing the message and nobody else is, it's absolutely reasonable mm. to ask, why am I not hearing? Mm. Especially this kind of God, uh, like deists believe in uh, like, you know, nature being being the uh, a god of, mm. of the world and we're all a part of the world and we're all a part of nature. So this kind of God is for everybody, not just for one person to control a group. Right. And so you, you, you see two different types of gods being presented here and the Bible clearly favors the authoritarian rule type of God. Yeah. First of all, there's no evidence that Moses ever existed. Okay. But also, if you watch kind of religious cartoons and things like that, he's always just portrayed as this old man who's guiding the people out of Egypt and Mm. no violence really involved. But if you go through every passage of, of him ruling, because that's what he is, he's a ruler. He's not even a ruler. He's a warlord. Mm. He sends people to war. Right. So cartoons don't don't show that. <laughs> so they um, they question why God is not talking to us and only to Moses. Okay. Again, this is doubt. This mm. is not acceptable to God. So when the cloud uh, removed from over the tent, behold, Miriam was leprous, like snow. God gave her leprosy. Yeah. Um, just for, for, for asking a very simple question, mm. it's, it says here like that um, he, God, God comes down as a pillar of cloud right. and, and, and speaks to, to Miriam saying, well, why aren't you afraid of Moses? Mm-hmm. Moses is, my, is the person who speaks for me. Right. You should be afraid of God. Why don't you fear Moses? And they, they, they apologize, of course. It says he... I speak uh, to Moses directly, mouth to mouth, clearly, and not in riddles. Yeah. But he, it, it, this passage contradicts itself because he's clearly appeared before Miriam and Aaron mm. and speaking to them directly. Mm-hmm. He says he only speaks to Moses to them. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's contradicting himself with the words that he's saying directly, and then he gives them uh, leprosy. Right. Not only is it a reasonable question, it's, mm. it's just a question, but the... But the um, the rules that uh, he has set down, he breaks, mm-hmm. and then he gives them leprosy for, for, for questioning the rules. Well, I think this is just kind of the God of the Old Testament. I think he uh, creates man, uh, gives man, well, okay, man commits <coughs> a sin, but is later forgiven and given free will. Oh, but then man doesn't act as God wants, so he drowns the whole planet. That's the Ark of Noah story, right? So, but th- this is a stupid God, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a God who has absolutely no plan. Mm-hmm. He's kind of walking on pitchforks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> 
I've said before that 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 you know this omnipotent, omniscient God can do anything He wants except communicate clearly. You mm-hmm. know? And uh, this is an example, perhaps even intentional. Like this kind of reminds me of like something like 1984, where you have. Uh, an authoritarian rule mm-hmm. and you have all of these rules but you don't really know what the rules are and the rules are constantly changing and you don't know when you're breaking the rules and when you're not and eventually you're just waiting for punishment right right we're gonna go into the video and uh, before we go into the video I actually need to set it up um, I've seen many reviews of the video but I, I've never actually seen people go into the biography of the guy for example right. so it's very important uh, this is Dr. Gerald Schroeder, and uh, he has a quite extensive, well, he claims anyway, to have a quite extensive experience in science, uh, earth sciences and physics. He claims to have 30 years of experience in research and teaching. Uh, he doesn't mention any papers that he wrote, but it mentions some of articles that he wrote for uh, Time magazine, Newsweek, Scientific American. Well. I'm not sure that Time and Newsweek are scientific magazines, first of all. Uh, scientific American, okay, yeah. But the funny thing is, I was not able to find any sort of information on him on the web, uh, outside of, obviously, his biography, hmm. which I have, I'm looking at right now, and some kind of Christian websites that hmm. just kind of loosely quote him here and there. Um, there are two websites I used to check if, it's a kind of real scientist or not, and that's uh, Google Scholar and ResearchGate. And he doesn't come up in either. Right. Uh, you look for Lawrence Krauss, it's clearly there. Actually, I, I printed it out here. You can see exactly how many articles he published and uh, how many citations he got. But this guy, I, I couldn't find anything. No, I, I saw he's li- he r- writes books as well. Mm. Um, all of his book titles are very... Like you have there the hidden face of God and, mm. and uh, God according to God. And, right. You know, he, he, he has a, a series of books that are, that are like this. He's, he's probably one of these people who is a professional Christian more than a, a professional scientist. Yeah. And in the video, obviously, you'll see he's pretty old already. He left the U.S., I think, in 1971. So that's a long time ago. Uh, just a quick note about his wife also. I looked her up and she works for the Jerusalem Post. And mm. if you go to that website, in the top right corner, there's a section Christian News. I'm not kidding. And I think every any news website that has such a option in the menu, mm. it's to be taken with a grain of salt. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I, if you read some of the reviews of, the, of his books, like God According to God, people say that it's God According to Gerald Schroeder. Yeah, of course. Yeah. How, what else can it be, really? So anyway, let's jump into the video. It's apparently his uh, vain attempt at uh, proving that God exists in, in five minutes. So why don't we look into that? My name is Gerald Schroeder. I have, I have a, thank God, a strong science background from MIT, Master's Institute of Technology, Bachelor's, Master's, PhD, seven years in the physics staff, seen a whole range of atomic bombs detonated, moved to Israel, met my wife, Barbara Sofer, a great writer, and uh, then uh, teach Torah and science. So luckily, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky that I have the two that come together. I'd like to see where mm. that happens mm. because we've been through, you know, Genesis and Leviticus and all of that. I really don't see where 
science is compatible with. Yeah, that's probably in the ten-minute video that he has. <coughs> Maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so he moved to Jerusalem. I assume his wife is Jewish. I guess so. Yeah. So is he? He's Jewish too. He's yeah. Jewish too. Yeah. So uh, he's not preaching the Christian he's version of God. He's he's preaching the God from the Talmud. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe that's an easier sell, but um, I, I, from what you've been, what we've been reading today, I mean, I don't see what physics has to do with um, anything that we've re read about today. <laughs> right. To right. Be, to be fair. And one of the questions is a, that I'm asked as a scientist is how can a scientist really believe that there's something that we refer to usually as God? You know, is this metaphysical whatever acting in the world or producing the world? And the irony is the question's really a non-starter. Well, why is it a non-starter? Mm. It's a fair question. Yeah, it's fair. How, how can you be like a real scientist, I mean, and at the same time believe in this God who is really supernatural and mm. the definition of supernatural is outside of the natural, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you, you basically already contradict yourself yeah. in your mind, in your profession. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a... Uh, Science generally is like facts based and evidence based, and uh, uh, you know, and based on reality, and based on reality, so. which is you know, nothing like the Bible. Science has, in fact, discovered God. Oh my god, well, did, uh, did I miss that paper? Breaking news, yeah. It's funny because I remember there was a article shared on Facebook a while ago, and yep. it, literally the title was Science Has Proven God Exists. But the thing is, I actually never read the article, but mm. people who did tell me that it was actually sarcastic. Oh, so, so. Like, yeah. you have to read it, and then it's, it's not what the title says. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, like you say before, you couldn't find a single research paper by this guy. If, God, if uh, science had discovered God, I'm sure this guy would be a Nobel Prize winner. Yeah, well, he claims in his biography that he, uh, he patented some kind of um, device, and I tried to Google that device, nothing came up no so I'm really wondering like, yeah, is yeah. this guy just kind of making it up or yeah. what I mean yeah. it, scientists are usually very proud of their work <clears throat> if they really invented something or patented something they would very proudly display that mm. on their website mm. or uh, put a link to it or something like that I mean, mm. it's his biography why does he put a link to mm. it mm. he seems to be hiding out in Jerusalem just mm. he has a teachy, uh, cushy teaching job and yeah. he doesn't get any real strong criticisms well the, that's like, that's the other interesting thing right so he left the u.s to go to israel in 1971 in the video he's already pretty old i think what happened is that maybe he was not so good at what he's doing so he's he thought uh i'm probably not going to make it in the u.s mm. uh, the science is probably not really for me mm. So he, he found an easy escape hmm. to go to Israel and hmm. obviously become involved with, with religion a lot. Hmm. So it's kind of an easy ticket out. I think that the Israeli government also offers people citizenship. Uh, they, they're always trying to get people to come back to, to Jerusalem and, and marry uh, uh, J Jewish women. Uh, there's a, there, I think there's a policy of that in Israel mm -hmm. <coughs> to get uh, Jewish people to, to come back to Israel to, 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 to strengthen the population. Right, right, so right. he's probably taken some, some deal like that and has chosen a very cushy and easy way of, 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 of existence, just churning out mindless novels for, 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 for these uh, sheeple, you know? Right. 
and you can talk to the hardline atheists and they will say, it looks like science has indeed discovered God. Well, I talk to many atheists and I don't know a single one <laughs> who would make that claim. Yeah, even after, I've, I've seen this video already and uh, you know, I, I was left unimpressed. And how would that be? Well, if you take the trouble of going to the web and, and they're typing WMAP, the initials for, for a satellite, it's a diagram that shows the development of the universe from the creation over time. It's a timeline. Well, first of all, the language here, when you say creation, mm, yeah. that is a very loaded religious word. Mm. Uh, creation involves a creator. And if you actually would teach that at university. I mean, especially in, well, U.S. is unfortunately very religious as well. But D Depends on which university. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but if you, if you try to teach at a re reputable um, institution, and if you start saying things like that, you might lose your job. Uh, I would hope you would, yeah. Right. Every word on that diagram comes from the NASA site. It is the condensed knowledge of the scientific community of how the universe created, and how it got to where we are today. Each of the lines, the vertical lines, is another billion years. Okay, you start from a burst of energy at the extreme left side of the diagram, and you end up at the far end with the oval. The oval sh is to indicate expansion in all directions. Of course, because it's a timeline, we can't show that on, on a single piece of paper. We see here, most amazingly, that on the extreme left edge, it shows a beginning to the universe. Now go back less than 50 years. If I were teaching that at Tech, I might have, you know, a person could lose tenure saying that there was a creation of the universe. It sounds like it's Bible. Yes, it does, mm. because that's mm. what it is. Mm. I, wonder, is it, I wonder if that's even true. Like, if, you, you, if uh, teaching the, that there is a beginning to the, to the universe was a controversial thing to say 50 years ago. Mm. Um, maybe, maybe it was. It does seem counterintuitive that there would be a beginning to the universe. Well, the, the Big Bang Theory got official really like in the 60s and the 80s later, I yeah, think. Yeah. After they found the background radiation right, from, 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 right. the, from the Big Bang. It does, it does kind of beg the question, like, if there is a beginning to the universe, what, 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 if there's a Big Bang, what banged, you know, what happened before the beginning? And, mm. and it does beg a lot of questions, more, more than, it, than it answers, but um, yeah. Because less than 50 years ago, the overwhelming scientific opinion was the universe is eternal. There was never a beginning. The Bible is wrong from the very first sentence. And then we discovered suddenly Arno Penzies and Robert Wilson, the Bell Labs in New Jersey, the Northeast of the US, discovered the echo of the Big Bang. I think what he's mentioning is actually the background radiation, yeah. which um, shows that you know the expansion is happening and we're getting the residue from that, hmm. from that initial expansion. Well, the Bible is very wrong from the very first <laughs> sentence because the, the Bible basically says God created the heavens and the earth. Mm. If you say the heavens is space <coughs> and earth, it was created at the same time. It mm. makes no sense. Mm. There is, mm. I don't know, uh, uh, any regular scientist that would make such a claim today. Yeah, uh, I think... So we got the universe expanding and earth at the same time. Yeah. Already formed and... Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. What I wanted to say is just to sort of say that there's a beginning to the world or, or that there is a creation is not a Christian idea or it's not mm. a Jewish idea. It's, it's, it's an idea that exists in every single mythological oh, yeah. story. Uh, many mythological tales have 
creation gods, creation stories, creation um, uh, deities, and uh, you know a lot of which were stolen by the Bible. Like the Bible directly rips off a lot of uh, ancient creation myths. So yeah, yeah. just to, to simply say that there is a beginning to the universe doesn't necessarily follow that the Bible is correct. You, you, what you're sort of saying is that there is an element of, of truth in all mythological stories from all time, even the Vedic scriptures, to Hinduism, to, to you know, uh, Shintoism, to, to any, any religion. You see what a lot of religious people do though, is that because, because those holy books are so vague, they, they try to kind of put real things and then, ah, uh, well, it sounds kind of like what is said <laughs> here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how do you know? It, that's just your interpretation. Mm, mm. That's why Christianity has over 38,000 denominations mm. and every, everyone is a little bit different mm. and yet every single one thinks that they're right. Mm. And it, it's, it's somewhat meaningless because you read the Bible and you're never going to infer anything. Uh, you're never going to make a discovery based on, uh, on a study of the Bible. Mm. It's not like you could spend 500 years studying the Bible and then learn about the cosmos and, and the, the stretch of time and, and the planets. You still need science. You still need to go out and observe things. You need astrophysicists and, and chemists and, and things like that. We need science, but we don't need the Bible. Mm. The Bible is the extraneous thing. Well, I think if you follow the Bible, the Earth is flat and uh, the stars are just kind of hanging in the, in the air, yeah. which is so weird. And of course, the Earth is at the center of the universe, yeah. of yeah. course the energy left over, which George Gamow 60 years ago predicted that if there had been a universe created hot and small, it would have exploded and the energy would get more and more dilute. And, the, and Penzias and Wilson, these Arnold Penzias and Robert Wilson, discover this energy that had been predicted overnight. The Bible got it right. No, it no. didn't. You moved the goalposts <laughs> yeah. to fit your ideology. I like how he constantly tries to slip in the word created mm. every time he gets a chance. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a technique to get people to come around to your way of thinking. Mm. That, um, uh, you know, Stephen Hawking has already ascertained that, that uh, there is no need for a, for a creator being, uh, you know, to, to, to explain the Big Bang. Things, things like forces like gravity explain the phenomenon co co completely. And, um, you know, you wouldn't say that the clouds in the sky were created every day. They, mm. they, they just form, they're, mm. they're, they're in a part of a system that just works by itself. Um, and we, we would say the same about the universe. There is no need to say it was created or there was any sort of creator. Well, I find it funny that he shows this diagram from NASA and, and then just on the edge there, he adds beginning of the universe. So just for him, mm. right? Yeah. <clears throat> this guy who is apparently has this extensive uh, amount of experience in science, he says that it's an explosion, uh, right? The Big Bang mm, is an mm, explosion, mm. but but yet nobody, nobody I know uses that term. Mm. They use expansion, mm, mm, not mm. explosion. Explosion mm. is very chaotic, something or something that doesn't result in any order whatsoever. Mm. But but yet we do have some kind of order mm. these days. Mm. It's interesting that he's basing a lot of his all of his authority comes from science. Mm -hmm. Um, he's using the, the authority of science to back up the Word of God, which is a strange way of going about it if you really believe in God. The, the thing is, is that our 
most scientists would, un would admit that their knowledge is limited and it's growing. So we could say that the Big Bang was the beginning of the universe mm -hmm. or tomorrow we, we might discover something else and our knowledge will expand and we will, we will discover that there was something b before the Big Bang. Any day, like that could happen. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the nature of, of, of science, that, that, it, that it changes and evolves as, as we understand more things. So he, he wants to sort of stop the, mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. learning because it fits uh, a sort of, it vaguely fits some sort of notion or, or idea that he has of some ancient mythological story that he has. Now the black in the diagram is nothing. It's not a vacuum. Vacuums are within that diagram, within that cone of expansion. Back vacuums are empty space, and space is something. The black of the paper around the diagram is nothing. It doesn't fit in our human brain, because humans think in a box, a box made of time, space, and matter slash energy. No human, as clever as they might be, as expansive as they might be, thinks out of that box. First of all, I really don't like when people think for me mm, what mm. I can or cannot imagine on mm, my own. Mm. Uh, and uh, he's just wrong in, mm. in, in saying that. Um, also, it's kind of weird that he says, so, okay, like, everything, even, even the vacuum, is inside this cone, and then uh, he said outside of it is nothing, but, mm. but nothing is outside. Everything is in the cone. You mm. just contradicted mm. yourself. Mm. Universe isn't cone-shaped. Like, mm. this is just a diagram. Right, <laughs> like one this diagram. Is, this is one diagram to illustrate a particular point. So um, you, you, you could draw a different diagram that, that would show uh, the universe in a different uh, uh, shape. Mm -hmm. uh, this cone represents a dimension, and w there there has always already been many theories about multi-dimensional universes. So, the, where our known universe stops, uh, there is a p potential that a, a second universe or, or multiple universe will, will exist around us. Right. So, um, there might not be this. This nothing that he he's pointing out might not exist. It might just then lead into another universe right or it could just be endless darkness yeah it could just be going forever forever i i can imagine that why he says i cannot it's, it's so weird or it could loop back on itself you go so yeah. far that you end up coming back to where you started from I right mean, there's, there's different ways to represent infinity yeah how are we going to have this idea is there a god or not notice that the creation force isn't the three-letter word g-o-d if you look at the words carefully, it's a quantum fluctuations. That understanding was first brought down by Ed Tryron, brilliant human being, in the journal Nature, almost 40, 50 year, 40 years ago. The universe allows creation of something from nothing, provided you have the laws of nature, the quantum fluctuation. Tryron realized, and he published in the journal Nature, one of the two leading peer-reviewed journals in the world, that you can create something from absolute nothing, provided you've got the laws of nature, quantum physics and the laws of relativity, and others, the laws of nature. So look what science has discovered. We can create the universe from absolute nothing, provided we have the, the, the forces of nature. Now the laws of nature, the forces of nature aren't physical, they act on the physical. So if they create the universe, that means they predate the universe. No, be because as far as we know, after the Big Bang, space-time was created. There yeah. is nothing that is before that point. So mm. uh, this is him making a, an empty assertion. Mm. And we know objectively that time 
operates differently in different parts of the universe and the, and the, and the galaxy. Sure. There's sure. no there's no constant uh, time. So Black hole, right? I mean, just stops. Yeah, yeah, and things traveling fast, faster than others. That that, that affects time. Uh, like, I think there was three. There are three forces that come out of the Big Bang. Well, I think one of them is gravity, mm. and time, and then something else. And you know, uh, this is very sort of difficult part of the universe to describe i think most scientists have have described right up to the like the, the last millisecond yeah. before the big bang and, and i mean after um, after after after, after. <laughs> sorry um like uh so yeah this, this is incredibly complicated uh, stuff to talk about so well first of all they might okay they might have existed before the big bang we, mm. we don't know but mm. he's basically saying oh yeah they they existed they Okay, but where where's the evidence? Where's mm. his paper? Mm. Where's mm. his peer-reviewed paper on that? Mm. Yeah, th this is like complicated astrophysics stuff. And we're not so we're not scientists, by no, the way. No, no, so. no, no. Something from nothing. I mean, you know, essentially Christians think that God came from nothing, mm. right? The universe comes from God. God comes from nothing. So we Christians and atheists believe something similar. We just take the God yeah. part out. Yeah, yeah. We both believe that, that the universe comes from nothing. Well, also, like, the, when Christians say everything has a creator, okay, so the universe was created by God, but if you say everything has a creator, then what created God? Yeah, exactly. You, you have this kind of weird loophole that you, you avoid. Essentially, God created himself? Mm. I mean, how is that any different to the, the universe coming from nothing? I yeah. Mean, it seems like a, a different way of saying the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, but this laws of nature coming from before the, the, the beginning of the universe, I mean, that's not proven, I think. <laughs> no, no. So now we have a set of forces, we call them the laws of nature, that are not physical, that are able to act on the physical, they create the physical from absolute nothing. And they predate the universe, which means they predate our understanding of time. This is just what we said. The, he, that's what that's his claim. Mm. There is unfortunately no evidence to back up his claim. Put that together, it sounds very familiar. If you haven't noticed it, that's the biblical definition of God. Okay, so the biblical definition of God, <laughs> if you really want to go there, it, it's so, it's something <clears throat> that sets bushes on fire. Uh, I don't think gravity can do that. Mm. Um, it's something that talks to people. Like people can hear some kind of information uh, transmitted mm -hmm. somehow. We mm -hmm. don't even know, like, is it radio wave or mm -hmm. is it like through microwave somehow? Mm -hmm. uh, it's somebody, it's, well, it's, it's a kind of entity that appears as a pillar of clouds sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it's clearly visible. And if it is a pillar of cloud, it, it is physical. Mm -hmm. so the definition of the biblical God is, you know, incredibly vague. This is like just deism mm. like um this this really describes no no mythological creature whatsoever this this just describes nature as being the godhead and uh, right it's just a vague kind of deism that you could apply to any religion this 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 is the god of the quran or the god of the torah or the god of hinduism mm. i mean i mean or or no god at all i actually asked for opinions on this video because obviously i'm not a scientist so maybe i would miss something and uh well jeremy who's a co-host sometimes he said that basically this is called special pleading it's a fallacy 
And what it is, is applying standards, principles, and or rules to other people or circumstances while making oneself or certain circumstances exempt from the same critical criteria without providing adequate justification. Special pleading is often a result of strong emotional beliefs that interfere with reason. Mm -hmm. And we very clearly see that in this video. But just an example they give here uh, is, uh, yes, I do think that all drunk drivers should go to prison. But your honor, he's my son. He's a good boy who just made a mistake. Mm, mm, so you mm. just make that exception mm. because of your emotional connection mm. to, you, to your son, obviously. Mm. And yet you think everybody else should be punished. Yeah, certainly. He's, he's the, the argument he outlines in this video is very, very narrow and very, very particular. His, his other work I've seen is uh, through Wikipedia is about uh, uh, viewing time and how time can can uh, appear different depending on, on on where you are and so taking the biblical days of creation and stretching that out mm -hmm. over over billions of years he's he's taking the the christian bible and trying to sort of fit it over the the, the facts and, and that we that are well established within science right. uh, and and this this video is just like He's just taking tiny pieces of information and, and drawing a, a vague, crude line to, to sort of get, get us to a certain type of uh, conclusion. He's like corralling our thoughts. And when you really look at what, he, what he's done, he's, he's painted a very, very vague, very sort of nondescript version of his, his God. There's only one nuance that's left, left, left hanging. We can talk about it another time, perhaps. It's that which created the universe, those forces active in the universe. But up to that point, science says, we, you are correct. The, the definition of the biblical God is predates time, outside of time. God is not a physical being, is a force, and it creates the universe. So basically, what he's saying in this video is that the forces, the laws of nature, that's God. Hmm. A hurricane comes through and kills a bunch of children. I mean, is it then viable to get angry with God? Or mm. I mean, once you anthropomorphize reality, then you open up a, a, a box of just um, blame and recrimination for, for for natural causes. I mean, getting struck by lightning is a, you know there, there is no rhyme or reason, and it creates a a toxic environment in society. When Hurricane Katrina came mm -hmm. and killed all these people in New Orleans, there were tons of uh, televangelists sort mm. of saying that their wicked, you know, homo their homosexual lifestyle right, was right. was wrong, and um, God punished them. And the funny thing is, the homosexual um, district was the only one unaffected <laughs> by it. <laughs> the, the Pat Robertson isn't listening. <laughs> that should be the clue. God's trying to tell them something. Well, it's funny because when you talk to <coughs> to Christians and, you know, when you ask them to de define God, you, you find very often that it's never the same definition. It, no. It's always a little bit different, uh, again, because the Bible is vague, so everybody understands it a little bit mm. different. Mm. And uh, I also think that, okay, well, it's not just Christianity, it's also Islam, but it, it makes people really selfish. Mm. Okay, instead of helping people i'll just pray for them mm, mm. that will make me feel good even though i'm not doing shit actually mm, mm, mm. this is the bullshit i hear sometimes so let's say you got a plane crash and let, let's actually say for the sake of argument that you know just like in the world 85 percent are, are religious some kind of religion and christianity of course is a big portion of that 
Well, okay, let's say the plane crashes and you got like maybe two, two survivors or something. Does that mean that these two are somehow favored by God mm. and like all the others, even though they might even be more devout mm. believers? Mm. Well, it was their their time or something. Mm. How does that? How do they fit that? I don't mm. understand. Yeah, it's it's no, it makes no sense. It's like the people who, um, uh, <coughs> you know, their, their relative will die in the house fire, but the Bible comes through unscathed. So that's a miracle somehow. It's like, um, you know, when, when your relative has died. Uh, it, and it's also like what we were saying before about the expanse of the universe and, and the idea that, that this uh, magic deity that, that is so large and omnipotent would, would care about such trivialities like to sink a plane, you know. It's, um, you know, it, it's, it's hard to conceive of. And, um, and uh, like you said, there is no consensus between any religion. If you mm -hmm. take religion as a broad philosophy, the only thing they can agree on would be that God exists, mm -hmm. but then the next question, well, how many gods are there, or, or the male or female, you know, uh, the, the, the consensus dissolves. Um, science, on the other hand, is has incredible levels of consensus and is um, very, very consistent and very regular. This this level of inconsistency, you, you know that there's some bullshit going on. Mm. Well, that's it for the show. Uh, thank you for watching, and uh, we'll see you at the end of May. See you.